Let's get into the Word of God. You ready for the Word? Father, we thank you so much for the anointing, your grace, and your favor. Thank you for anointing these lips of clay. You are our God and you are our Savior, and we bless you for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, and all that you're about to do. Holy Spirit, I pray for understanding. This is our prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Glory be to God. I have the most important message to give you. Uh, I, I'm so glad it's happened at a time when these children have been dedicated because if I had this message and my parents had this message, I wonder how my life would have turned out. The title of my sermon this morning, we're busy with a series called the, the Seven Spirits of God. It's found in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. The title of my sermon this morning is Blueprints for Success. Knowledge, Understanding, and Wisdom. Oh, we had another wedding last night. Mr. and Mrs. Antong, won't you please stand? Let the church greet you and celebrate you. Oh my goodness, goodness, goodness. God bless you. Hallelujah. We are so proud of you. We celebrate you. Amen. I'm so glad um, the Lord has done such, is doing such a great work in your lives. And we celebrate you. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Seven spirits. The first one is the Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Spirit of counsel and might. Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. If you can just put up that, the menorah, please, so that everybody can get an understanding about what we're dealing with. This is the candlestick that was found in the tabernacle. And through that, you could see the seven spirits are locked in there. The book of Revelation speaks about the same, about the seven spirits of God. And with that, you get to understand that as a child of God, as Jesus walked with the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord rested upon him. When it rests upon you, when the seven spirits rest upon you, God's not seven spirits. He's one God, but he can manifest himself in different ways. And so when the Spirit of the Lord, Lord rests on you, it's for others. When the Spirit of the Lord comes and rests, is working in you, it's for you. So the Holy Spirit will work within all of us and shape us by his wisdom, by his counsel, by his understanding, by the fear of the Lord, by... Um, uh, the spirit of might, it begins to work in us, for us. But when that spirit rests on me, it's to serve you. But it can rest on every one of us. Please say amen. And what, you, what we've been working through these seven spirits, we've discovered in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. That's Proverbs 2 and 6. Proverbs 1 and verse 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So what we've discovered is that anybody who hasn't got the fear of the Lord, not to be afraid of God, but to reverence Him. That's what it really means. That I'm going to honor God with my life, with my time, with my money. And anybody that is operating out of this space called the fear of the Lord, God adds to their lives. He adds something. He says, the fear of the Lord begin is the beginning of knowledge. It says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs, um, in fact, Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, rejected knowledge, and forgotten knowledge. So when we're dealing with knowledge, um, and I want to show you this blueprint for success and how it works. Um, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 3, please. If you can put it in the amplified version. That will be wonderful. Proverbs 24 and verse 3. Through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family, a ministry, a, everything that you're looking for, it is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and a good foundation. 
I want to read it one more time. In fact, won't you read with me? One, two. I want you to take this and put it in your spirit because it is the blueprint for your success. Through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and a good foundation. Give me verse 4, please. Next verse, let's read. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I'm giving you the blueprint for your promotion. I'm, I'm letting you know that there are doors opening to us that no man can shut. I'm letting you know that 2024, God's going to elevate people. He's going to promote people. He's going to bring people into their destiny. And I want you to clap your hands and thank the Lord that it's coming. I'm letting you know it's coming. We had a word for 2023. It's the year of His release. And how many people have been delivered from bondage? Come on, I want you to know today that, Quentin, when do you go into your new house, son? Quentin moves into his new house on Monday. Released out of rental into his new house. The devil stole stuff. God restored stuff. The year of his release. I'm letting you know that today. We were sitting in the equip session last Saturday. On last Saturday, while we were sitting in the equip session, Pastor Michelle and Graham gets a message. The banks wrote off 500,000 rand. Their house got sold. God is doing a new thing. They've been released from debt. Come on, you need to hear me today. God is doing it. This is the year of His release. I'm not even prophesying into 2024 yet. I'm letting you know that there'll be a release of God's blessing. You're going to get yours before this year is over in the name of Jesus. Come on, Pastor Brian, you can't tell me next year is going to be what? No, there is a word for now. It's called 2023. It's still the year of his release. Brian and Aaron got released out of a place of rental. They moved into their own house this year. Come on, you're going to hear me today when I say to you, this is the year of his release. Now you must take the word of the prophet seriously. Because you never came here for entertainment. You came here for the word. So I'm helping you understand that when I tell you that's the year of the open door, what I'm giving you today is to help you that when you walk through those doors, the Bible says when David's season came, he behaved wisely in the corridors of power. Don't let the enemy rob you from your door that's going to open. Because when you walk through that, you're gonna, now going to need to learn how to behave wisely. Let me give you scripture. I want you to know today that understanding is more important than knowledge. I want you to also know that it is more important than wisdom. I almost see this as Jacob's ladder. Please give me the triangle one more time. Have a look at this. I'm giving you the blueprint for your success. Knowledge is at the base. Knowledge simply means information. When you come to church, when you come to the kingdom of God, the number one thing is to gain knowledge. Knowledge. But knowledge is not enough. You've got to go to the next level. So when God starts to speak to anybody and to all of mankind, He always speaks in these threes. For anybody who doesn't fear God, don't worry, this is not for you. But for those who fear the Lord, His next step to give you, He'll give you knowledge. Those who fear the Lord, the next step is knowledge. And then out of knowledge, He's got to give you understanding. It's the next level. Knowledge is information Understanding is comprehension. Then finally, the top level is wisdom. Wisdom is application. So I go from information, comprehension, application. And if you don't put this in your life, you will always 
be a failure. Now, just say, pastor's not preaching to me. Just say, that's not me. Just say, it's not me. You've you, you got to say that, no, 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 I'm going to gain wisdom. I'm in church this morning, not just for the baby dedication. I've come here to get knowledge, to get understanding, and to gain the wisdom of God. Say, say, somebody say amen. Because for most people, they don't understand that this is how God speaks. Every time you hear God speak, I know we're speaking about the seven spirits, but I want to take these three to help you as a blueprint that wherever you go from today, as you raise your children, I want you to see this not as a, uh, a once-off kind of ride with God. Jacob saw it as a ladder that was ascending and descending. I want you to see this as a ladder that you're moving up and down around knowledge, and then this is understanding, and then this is wisdom. I want you to live your life that way. I want you to think about life that way. As a single person, as a married person, as a business person, as somebody who's coming to a new house. I'll give you an example of what's happening right now. So Pastor Brian has been with me for many years, him and Aaron, and then this year, I mean, the last couple of years, God has worked with him concerning finances and how to go, and so even though he was born again and he knew he was the righteousness of God, God had to move him up and down the ladder to go down and get knowledge of how to run business, then to get understanding of how to handle the business. Look, knowledge is the parts. Understanding is the assembly of the parts. Wisdom is the ability to fly the plane. So some people have got great business ideas, but they've got no understanding of how to bring it together because they don't know how to deal with people and they're like, there's so much to learn. So Brian had to go through a year, a couple of years, him and Aaron, to develop their understanding about this business concept. And they had to go and move through that thing. Then they had to go and float their ideas and then make money out of it. But here's what's happening. They made up their minds. Their children aren't going back to a normal school. They're going to homeschool them. So here's the idea. Here's the idea. It's an education mountain now. So what do they have to do? They have to go down to the base of the knowledge of the ladder and find knowledge of how to do this. Then go through the spirit of understanding before their children can live at the top of that mountain. Is everybody getting me this morning? If you get what I'm saying, please say amen. Clap your hands a little bit and say you're getting it. For anything you're entering into, there must be knowledge. There must be understanding. It's the spirits of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. This is the way it works. So I'm letting you know that gates and doors are opening for you. Gates are for territories. New doors are for opportunities. And God's about to bring you into what God has got for you. Please somebody type this down. Travis Green said it, and I love it. It's stuck with me. God is going to open up doors, but God doesn't open up doors for you. God opens up doors for himself. Everybody say amen. So that means that if God's going to open up the door, that means he must prepare me to walk through the door and become what God has called me to be. Let me show you the man I'm going to deal with. You can deal with the book of Daniel. You'll find out that the man had understanding. You look at Solomon, you'll find this understanding. You'll find about water baptism, everything that you're looking at, there's this level that the church has been missing. That until you understand these three spirits and how they work together, you will always struggle. Everybody say, not me. Say, my days of struggling ends today in Jesus' name. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3. The will of God. Your finances. Your marriage. Most people know about the wedding day and they've got knowledge. Oh, what happens on the wedding day? I must say I do. Okay, so you do, you, you do do. But they don't know, have understanding of how to make a marriage work. They run a brilliant wedding day. But they've got no understanding about how relationships work. Can I just give you one? Let's deal with this quickly. I'll come back to Solomon because knowledge comes first. So many people are married, uh, those that are married, um, don't have an understanding on the next level. Can we give you one scripture to show you, give you understanding? First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Just a, a marriage one because we're dealing with relationships and the wedding day came. This is my husband. I've got this is knowledge. This is what a wedding day looks like. I'm good with God. But now you need to make the marriage work. Coming together is just the beginning. Staying together is progress. Working together brings success. 
Read with me one to read. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with. Uh oh. Giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So the fact that you lack understanding concerning your wife, you've got a prayer issue. So you're praying, but nothing's happening. And the Lord says, go and make right with your wife. That's for another day. Welcome. We'll, we'll deal with that uh, in, in our marriage seminars. But I'm just letting you know that everything about life, your successful life, a business, a home, to raise up children. Let's now go to the first Kings quickly. And I want to show you, we all know the richest man who's ever lived. His name was King Solomon. I want you to see the process, please. I'm giving you blueprints for success. This man became the wealthiest. He wrote so many proverbs. And Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in his statutes. Walking in the statutes of his father David. Except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. He was foolish. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. Now watch. David's deposed. He's got a new, there's a new king. He's King Solomon. A great and effectual door opened up for King Solomon. He's walked through the door. He is king. He's not sowing to be a king. He's not begging God for the door. The door opened. It's his season. His season has come. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. And at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God asked, ask, what shall I give you? Now remember, he has knowledge that he's the king. So he's not, he's not sowing seed to be a king. He's not sowing seed for the new season to open. He's not sowing a seed. He's not making sacrifices because he's now trusting God for the door to open. He's through the door. He is the king. He now makes a sacrifice while he's in there because it's not knowledge he's looking for. He's looking for something else in his seed. And the Lord asks, what shall I give you? Verse 6 says, and Solomon said, You've shown great mercy to your servant, David, my father, because he walked before you in truth. David feared the Lord. In righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you, you've continued his great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now I know, Lord, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David. But I'm a little child. Listen to him. When you walk through the new door, listen to me. Get rid of the arrogance. Because I'm giving you a blueprint for your success. When God gives you a new job, and when God gives you a new church, and when God gives you a leadership position, and when God starts to celebrate, your season has come. The first thing that you must do is become like a little child. And learn. He says, I, he says, I don't know how to go out or to come in. Please hear me. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. You must remain humble and teachable. If you want the blueprint with God. Verse 8 says, And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people too numerous to be numbered or counted. Now everybody pray with, ask like, like Solomon asked. One, two, let's go. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Solomon asked for three things. Give me, I'll come back to 1 Kings 3 verse 10. Just go with me quickly to uh, verse, uh, First Chronicles, I think it is. Um, it is, I'll give it to you. Second Chronicles 1 verse 6. Look at, look at Solomon asking God again. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and he offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. And on that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask, what shall I give you? You put your offering down this morning, and God appears to you tonight. What would you be asking for? What would you be asking for? A job? 
A car with mag wheels? Oh, just for some bread. I wish you'd just take some time. If God appears to you tonight and the Spirit of the Lord says to me, now ask that you would have a proper answer because what you're looking for, I'm helping you. You're looking for the blueprint. Because when you get the blueprint, you can pass that blueprint down to your children. On that night, here's another occasion. God appeared to Solomon and he asked him, what, what shall I give you? Verse 8. And Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David, my father, and you've made him king in this place. Now, Lord, O oh God, let your promise to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over people like the dust of the earth in, in multitude. Now give me, come on, pray. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Look at God's response. You're asking for the blueprint, son. Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, you've not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but you've asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I've made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are, your, are granted to you. And I'll give you riches. Come on, you work with me. I'll give you, I'll add to that. God says, look, because you asked for the blueprint, you asked for the right thing, I'll give you what? Riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings who had were before you, nor shall any be any after you, uh, after you have the like. Give me now First Kings chapter 3. Go back to verse 10. Is that where we were? Praise the Lord. Are you still working with me, guys? Good morning. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you've asked this thing, you've not only asked for long life, and you see exactly the same thing that God says, and this is what I'm going to add to your life. In fact, here's one that I want you to understand on this scripture. Because you've not, you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but you've asked for yourself, everybody say understanding, to discern justice. Next verse. Behold, I've done according to your words. See, I've given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall anyone rise after you the same. So I want you to know today that knowledge comes first. So the fact that I know that I am a pastor or an apostle, my first step is not to put out a business card. My first step is to get understanding. I'm watching people with great destinies losing it because they don't have no understanding. That layer is missing. When God's bringing you into a new season, it is important that you get understanding. Proverbs chapter 4, please. Proverbs chapter 4. I mean, the most critical part of everything that you do is number one is knowledge, number two is understanding, but number three is to apply wisdom. Please, somebody write this out. Wisdom is, the re is a reflection of your world. Your wisdom is a reflection of your world. When I look into your world, I see your wisdom. Wisdom is applied knowledge. The things that you are doing, not the things you're hearing, and not all the courses that you are on. I'm watching people that are so studying every year. Keep studying. More understanding. More certificates on the wall. But they can't apply that. I mean, the most ridiculous thing for me is somebody who's a graduate out of university standing and walking the streets and blaming the government because they got no jobs. Because what they gave you was a certificate on the wall, but no wisdom to apply anything that they gave you. Listen to me, as a child of God, you should never be broke. In fact, I'm making that declaration over this church. You will never be broke another day in your life. You're going to apply the wisdom of God in your home and in your life. You're going to walk in victory all the days of your life. Everybody said amen. So wisdom is supreme. You see, Scripture lets you know that your problem is not the principal thing. I don't know what you're dealing with. Your finances, your struggle with the church, your struggle with your body, um, relationships, marriage, whatever. Whatever struggle you're in. The problem that you're looking at is not a problem. Because the problem is not the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. 
And in all you're getting, get. Please keep on going. Verse 8. Exalt her. When you exalt wisdom, she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Ask Solomon. Just give me one more verse. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So even though the ultimate goal in life is to have wisdom, that when I look at your life, I can see the wisdom of God that's in your life. If you're broke, it's not because there's, they don't like colored people. I'm going to preach here. It's because you lack understanding. Look, you cannot be pitiful and powerful. One must go. And I'm letting you know that there's many people that have knowledge and even understanding. And they have no wisdom in their lives. Let me give you an example. A smoking doctor. He's got knowledge of what the cigarette does. He has understanding what he does. But he still smokes. Do you understand? Is that you can get married... You, can, you drove your car here today. How many of you know how the actual car works? No, no, I'm not talking about, you. If I, if I get stuck with my car, I'm going to call you. Why? Because you got under, those are the people that make the money off you. You've you got to be so grateful I haven't charged you for the seminar. Because if I had to go somewhere else, I'd make a lot of money from my gift to bring people understanding. God's given you the stuff for free. Can you thank Him? Because I can deal with relationships, I can deal with money, I can deal with any challenge in life from leadership and all that goes with it. And the problem with most people is this is the problem. You think that understanding comes for free. I'll give you my story. I got born again 26, 27 years ago. I went to Bible college. Um, out of Bible college, I was convinced I was supposed to be a business a financier for the kingdom. And when God told me I'll be starting a church, I freaked out. I then went fasting and praying. Because I'm not going to go here with no word. What am I sent to do? You need to give me. I'm not going to stop until you get it. Please put up the picture for me. Put up my triangle one more time. The fact that I'm called to ministry, I got knowledge about that. I've accepted that. What's the next step, church? I now need understanding of what am I called to do? You cannot just send to do nothing. What is the call of God upon my life? I know I'm called to be. Now, give me the name of the church. Okay, so you're called Living Life. So start here. I'm going to give you some revelation so you can start this thing. Okay, now I need understanding. I don't know what to do. So here's what God gives me. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. I go and I go and see God's face for three days. And then it worked into three months. And it worked into many other months after that. I fasting and praying. And I said, now Lord, you need to tell me. Because now that I'm called to do this, what do you want me to do? Because I know I'm a businessman. And I can make money for you. And I'll give you money to the church. Like I'm paying off churches. I'll do the ex exactly that. God says, now I called you to carry a vision for me. And then God gives me the scripture. And he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things comes in, come in parables. I'm like, what? What is this kingdom? I got no idea. Why would you leave? This is a burden. And so what God does is, when God gives you knowledge, it's his invitation to come and seek him. I'm going to give you understanding. Today, we're going to go. I've got some things I'm going to jump over. But I'm going to get us into a place of understanding. The bridge between where you are and your next level is called understanding. It's called understanding. Let's get into this. 
So this parable, this, this thing is locked up in the middle of something. So I'm going to read it in context. Jump to verse 4, and I'm going to show you what God's been speaking to me. And you're going to understand something today that if you grasp what I'm saying, your life, your marriage, your future, your children will never be the same again. Because you're going to begin to understand how God operates. You think that God gives everything away for free. Oh no, that's not the God that you serve. As it happened, um, and again he began to preach by the sea. Uh, why am I in the wrong place there? Why, what have I got here? Go, go to verse 1. Sorry, verse, pick up verse 1 for me. And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and he sat in the, in the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. And then he taught them things by parables. Please, you've got to remember this. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Please write this down. A parable does not give you the truth. A parable hides the truth. When God speaks, it's because He speaks to everybody, the 5,000, and He gives them, He speaks in parables. He unlocks the parable, the thing that's it's hiding truth. That's what a parable does. It hides truth. It doesn't give you the truth. And that's the reason why most people don't fulfill their destiny, because they don't become searchers of the truth. Because most people like the entertainment, they stand on the ground. How was that sermon? Oh, the pastor and, oh, that was so wonderful, the worship. But they can't give you understanding about what was being preached. It sounds like a good story. He taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell on, on by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell on thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But the other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60 and some 100. And he said to them, he, you has ears to hear, let them hear. Surely, you couldn't have been speaking about natural ears. We're all hearing it. What's he talking about? He's, spoke, he's talking about another level. He's talking about another level. And so when he gives me this thing, he says, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm like, you need to help me. And out of my frustration, the Bible says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Proverbs 20, 20. It's the glory of kings to search it out. You are not supposed to be sitting in a broke place, having no understanding. That's not the will of God for your life. You got the seven spirits of God where you went, once you feel God and you, you want to follow after Him, He now adds knowledge. Then out of the knowledge, He gives you understanding. And out of understanding, He gives you wisdom to apply it. Verse 10 says, But when, please you read with me. But when He was alone, those around Him with the twelve asked Him about the parable. Because it's, the parable is not truth. It hides truth. And your search with him alone gets him to give you the understanding and take you to the next level. So the kingdom is not for everybody. The kingdom is only for searchers. And God frustrated my life until I went on the search. Months later, I walk into a bookstore and there's this series... Kenneth Copeland's store, a series by a man called Bill, Dr. Bill Winston, and it says the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm like, somebody knows what's going on. I went and I purchased this, and I went and listened to his teaching. I went back. I said, give me every book. Give me every CD. Give me anything about this man. I, I bought out the store concerning Bill Winston stuff. I still got it at home. Because you think that the kingdom comes for free. I give you life at the top to help you. How many of you really have understood that I'm inviting you to come in on the search? 
You think I've given you the best stuff yet on Life at the Top? It's not yet. I haven't shown you where the money is. I haven't showed you how to operate in wisdom. I haven't shown you how to move with, your, with what God has got for you. And what have I done? I, I am calling you into a place and I'm inviting you and say, come and find more. You think that what we got was for free. The kingdom, this is the way God lives in the world. This is how he deals with his people. Nobody, I don't care if you're Abraham or if you're Moses. God doesn't leave his treasures on the ground. Like you won't find gold lying everywhere. He hides it because it's precious. That's why I don't cast my pearls before swine. Anybody that doesn't want to be around me and thinks I'm rubbish, no problem. I have no issue with you. God bless you on your way. I love you and I'll continue to pray for you. But my secrets, I don't give to everybody. I never cast my pearls before swine. You don't enjoy my presence. You think this is rubbish? No problem. Because I understand the value of who I am and what I've received and what the kingdom means to me. It's everything. Listen to me. I've sold up everything to purchase a pearl of great price. I watch how people treat the church and treat God. And I'm thinking if I put even treasure in their hands, they're going to rubbish my stuff as well. You think I got it on, you got it? Oh, I, I know what he says on Facebook. Please, man. On Facebook, we, we post what we call fish and chips. It's the cheap stuff. You ain't seen nothing yet. My private spaces and my boardrooms with sons and daughters and the stuff that we're building. You will never see me advertise that stuff on there. Because it is treasure. Everybody say amen. You just keep on speaking your stuff to everybody. Not in the kingdom. Not in the kingdom. God doesn't deal with that. That's why he'll give you knowledge. You come to a service and there's knowledge. He gives you information. But when you spend time, he gives you now comprehension. And when you apply it, you gain the wisdom. You see those three? When they all come together, now you've got what we call revelational knowledge. As long as you're not applying it, it's, there's no, it's not revelation to you. Until you learn and say, I need to get married and get married, you will not understand the benefits of it. Did you know that the Bible says that husbands, you need to love your wives? Wives, you need to respect your husbands? Your husband doesn't really need your love. He needs your respect. God made him that way. Now take those two wires and switch them. And you'll see that fuse, who blast died in an eye, Because you got no understanding. You got no understanding when God brings you into a church, what's it for? You don't have no understanding when God, even if, if I put a million rand in your hand, you wouldn't, you got no understanding of what to do with it. That's why God withholds it. Your prayer from today must be, Lord, give me the spirit. Put your hand on your head and say, Lord, give me understanding. Come on, pray right now. Say, pray for understanding right now. I release that today in Jesus' mighty name. Now that search took me to the next level in God. Now verse 11, please. You need to stop that clock in Jesus' name. And he said to them, to you it's been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. This is where my life started making sense. Now give me verse 12, please. So he says, so that seeing, they may see and not perceive. So they, they, they know I'm a preacher. Oh, but I don't know what he preaches. What are they? They seeing and they're not perceiving me. And hearing, they may hear and not understand. Why? Because you lack the fear of the Lord. And you're not interested in the search of the kingdom. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You don't, the kingdom will never seek you. Never. If you want to go to the next level and have a blueprint for success in your life, in your family, in your home, you must go on the search. That must become like a ladder that you go up and down and you go and find the things that belongs to you and you go down and find more knowledge. I don't know how my marriage works. Go and find knowledge and then add understanding. Then apply the wisdom and make sure that it works. I don't know how to raise these children. Oh, like, like Solomon, come on, you're going to hear me today. You go down, you fetch more knowledge and then you go and then you go and build understanding and then you apply it and then you gain wisdom. Come on, wisdom. 
wisdom builds the house. You need to just thank the Lord a little bit this morning. He says, because when they finally get the kingdom, they will see, uh, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. But Jesus goes and says something very interesting. Please give me the next verse. One to read. And he said to them, do you not understand this? No, no, no. I want you to say it like I'm saying it. Like you got a mic in your hand. One to go. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? It is the parable of all parables. If you don't understand this one, the kingdom will, you'll think the kingdom is rubbish. You won't find money. You won't find a, a, a marriage that works. You won't find your leadership. You will never come into what God has got for you. How then will you understand all the parables? He says, this is the parable of all parables. Next verse. Now he sits with him privately, right? The crowd is gone. Those that are real leaders sit down and say, explain this thing to us. He says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones sown by the wayside where the word is sown. Now listen. When they hear. Read with me. Satan comes when? Immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Anytime you teach on this parable and you bring the kingdom into the place, the first, he doesn't send a demon. He doesn't send a principality and a power. Satan rocks up himself to disturb you. Why? He's after the word that I'm sowing. Because once this word is sown in your heart and you understand it, your life will never be the same again. You will walk in victory all the days of your life. You will find breakthrough upon breakthrough wherever you go. Your life will never be the same again. Your marriage will never be the same again. Your children will never be the same again. You're going to clap your hands a little bit and say yes. He's only after the word because once that word's in your heart, no one can stop your progress. No one. And Satan will give you the Methodist church, will tell you you're a punster, will tell you you come from a Catholic church. Oh, don't listen to him because he created all the religions. Religion will teach you how to hang by your thumbs until Jesus comes. And that's the reason why your children hate religion. I hate religion because religion, Jesus, number one, never started a religion. He never joined a religion. Every person who was against him was a religious folk. He came to restore what Adam lost. Adam never lost a religion. Adam lost a place to rule from. It's called the kingdom of God. And when you understand what I'm saying to you, when you understand what I'm saying to you, and now you apply it, no one is going to stop you because you'll have the blueprints for success all the days of your life. Take some time just to clap your hands and bless the Lord. Parab parabolic language is a parable style of teaching where you hide truth from the listeners so they can discover it when they are ready. A parable is a style of teaching where you use small stories that people can relate to. You give them common stories. I want to say it one more time. The, the purpose of a parable is not to tell the truth, but to hide the truth. Why? Because you're working on this principle. It's based on this premise. Nothing is yours until you discover it. I'm finding people that have been with me for years. I've been preaching the kingdom of God. And oh, that's wonderful story. Apostle, power word. Power. Power. What did you understand? I tell you when they started paying attention. When all hell broke loose and they lost their jobs and they lost their houses and they lost their cars, now all of a sudden, okay, I think we need to listen to what he said. Because the parable is designed to hide truth until the hearer is, is ready. Because you decide what I teach you. You decide how far I take you. 
Because when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Some people are not ready for the kingdom of God. But religion will keep you busy until you find out and be honest before you and God and tell God your prayers aren't working. Tell God that life's not working. No, but we must go to this church. Jesus was hated by the religious people. And you still wanted to chase after religion. So it doesn't matter how much information a te your teacher knows. The information can never be yours until you personally discover it. Please write this down. God does not hide things from you, but for you. Please write this one down. A parable is for children. Revelation is for the mature. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't give the multitudes his secrets, man. Because most of the multitude are looking for entertainment. I thought everybody was, wanted to be successful in life. I honestly, when I got born again, I was so convinced that now that you're born again, you gave your heart to Christ, you're going to do serious business with God. Let's do this thing. Let's go on the study. Let's develop. I thought everybody wanted to be successful. I found it's not true. <laughs> Dr. Miles said it this way. God never reveals the depth of his revelation to people who love free things. You know how the church loves free things. Look at your neighbor and say, stop looking for cheap things. And not everything is free. Let them know. Yeah, say greatness will cost you. Greatness will cost you. How many of you know, want, want to know what the will of the Lord is? Let me give you some scripture. We can get into some, some, some more things. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1. I want you to change your prayer today, please. Don't pray for another car. Don't pray for a business. Don't even pray for a relationship. Pray for understanding. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, make Proverbs chapter 2 your prayer every single day so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. I can't tell you that there's an open door and you're running to and kick doors open. That's not how it works. An open door means I now need to get understanding. Is this my door? Listen, you can only walk through one door at a time. Not every door is yours. You can't marry three people. Well, if your name is Jacob Zuma, you can. But I'm just saying that you can't marry. It's like there's one wife. You can't be in three different jobs. So which door is it? So when God says this is a, an open door, the next level is understanding. Is this for me? Now teach me how to go out and how to come in lest I waste my opportunity. I prophesy that over you. You will not waste your opportunity in this next season. You're going to come into what God has got for you and your household. You're going to walk with great discernment. You're going to walk with understanding. When that contract comes into your hand, this time you're not going to waste it. Everybody say, no more. The church has wasted so many opportunities. God has given us opportunity after opportunity. And yet, we are not ready because the seven spirits are not alive. I mean, the Holy Spirit saying, don't do that. Don't make that call. Don't send that now. Don't ask. Just, just behave wisely. Keep going. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for, as for hidden treasures, then, you see the search is on? When you decide to search, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of, the justice and of, of justice and preserves the way of his saints. 
then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. I mean, this is you walking with the seven spirits of God. There's some stuff that some people got no wisdom. God's given them stuff to do and put things in their hands, but they don't know what to do with it. They got no, even no knowledge that the fact that they are born again and that they have authority of the kingdom of darkness. I had a, I had a board meeting and my daughter-in-law was, was a little late like she normally was uh, before. And um, she chased out of, ran out of a, or, or drove quickly out of a, a, a complex where she was staying. Uh, uh, Warren was with me already. And as she was coming, uh, she got into the meeting and says, oops, I forgot my iPad. In fact, I put my iPad on my car. And the iPad fell off when she came out in the street. So we went into an app called iFind. And we looked for the iPad. And we could see the iPad walking. It was journeying. We drove all the way, followed this movement. And then we came to this corner and there was nothing, just trees. I'm thinking, but the iPad is here somewhere. And a guy walks out from, the from behind the bush. And he's walking with this thing in his hand. And I go up to him and say, thank you, that's mine. He says, what do you mean? I say, that's mine. Thank you very much. And I take it from him. He says, can you give me 10 rand for a Coke? Some of you don't even know what's on you. And you're selling your body, your life, your future for a Coke. Because you've got no knowledge and no understanding. A 10,000 rand iPad. He wants, he's got no understanding of its value and sells it. Wants to give, wants 10 rand. Doesn't know what even it, it even does. From today, let the Lord deliver you from every form of ignorance. Now pray right now, right now, in wherever you are. Say, Father, deliver me from every form of ignorance. From today, I'm calling for the spirit of understanding. I'm crying out for discernment. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to walk. From today, I will never be broke another day in my life. I will never walk in ignorance ever in my life. In the name of Jesus. Now please be seated. Now listen to what the Bible says. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Because understanding gives you discretion. Why does God give you discretion? Discretion is not for discussion, it's for decisions. That I can decide things, and I can set my life straight. And when I have the unction of the Holy Spirit, and I've been walking with the fear of the Lord, I know what to do and which way to go. Please give me Ephesians chapter 5. You're going to read the rest of the Proverbs. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. Listen to the spirits that will keep you. I gave you Ephesians chapter 5. I think it's 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Here's your verse. Everybody read one, two, and make it loud. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You just hear open door, open door. Is this the will of God for me? I go up one level, I seek His face, and I say, give me understanding. Teach me how to go out, and teach me how to come in. Teach me how to deal with the people, when I walk through there, because listen to me, relationships are kingdom assets. May you behave wisely in the corridors of power where, where we are going to. May you walk with understanding that not everybody is born again. Don't mess up your walk. Don't mess up your opportunity. Come on, say it right now. I say, I won't mess up my opportunity. Say it. Because you think that everybody thinks like you, but God will give you wisdom. Not everybody's your buddy. Your church buddy. The world out there where God is sending you, you're going to need the seven spirits of God. Give me Ephesians chapter 4. I think it is verse 17. Let's read one more. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk. No, read with me please. This is what I want you to show you the life of God. Don't walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds. Having their understanding darkened. 
being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all kinds of uncleanness and ungreediness. But you've not so learned Christ. When you've come into the body of Christ, when you're coming in here, your first cry must be for, now that I'm saved, now that I've come into the kingdom of God, I now need understanding. I now, now need God to speak to my heart. I'm not going to, let this be the last year you walk in ignorance in the name of Jesus. Listen, my people perish for a lack of knowledge, rejected knowledge, and forgotten knowledge. Everybody begin to pray right now. Just stand to your feet a little bit and begin to pray and say, Lord, I need understanding. Just put your hands on your head and pray as you need to pray. Give us as an urgency, begin to pray right now. I just feel it that the Spirit of the Lord needs to move in this place to bring people understanding. Come on, pray, 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 pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you need to pray loud. Come on, pray loud. Come on, pray. Pray, pray, pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the victory over my neighbor, those that are sitting next to me, on my left and on my right. We will never be ignorant. We will never walk with a lack of understanding. We will always walk in victory. I thank you today, my God, that we can walk with light and understanding. Let there be light. Come on, tell the Lord and pray over your family and over your home. I will not walk in ignorance another day day in my life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, I pray. Luke chapter 24 verse 36. Please be seated. We're going to end. Everybody knows Jesus was crucified. The disciples have decided they're going back to fishing because the system doesn't work. Jesus, we don't know where he is. We're going to go back fishing. So Jesus goes and he says, have you caught anything? Tells him to catch fish. Cast nets on the other side. This is the second time. And now they've got. And they're having breakfast with him. Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do, you, why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet. That is, I myself handle me and see. For the spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see, as I, you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, have you any food here? Please pick up. Verse 44, they gave him, Jesus, help me. I'm sure I had it here. Oh, here we go. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the, and the Psalms concerning me. And then what did he do? He opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Watch the flow. Then he said to them, it is written, it's necessary for the Christ to go through what he did. Now pick up verse 50, please. Please watch this. Please watch the blueprint for your success. Your ascension. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Give me your triangle now again. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you today? If you understand, please say amen. Do you understand that people don't walk in wisdom? Only for one reason. They have no understanding. Jesus wouldn't violate the blueprint. Until people get understanding, they can't be elevated. There's no ascension for them into, into wisdom. Understanding comes first. The ascension comes next. Please do not walk into 2024 with a lack of understanding. There are many people that received the word and heard me give it. I preach it the whole year. It's the year of his release. They shouted, amen, 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 but got no understanding. 
And so, just because there's a prophetic word of your life, and many of you received it last week, does not mean that it is guaranteed to come to pass. You can't receive a word and not gain understanding. Because once I apply understanding to what God is saying, I don't want to preach another message. We're all going back as the leaders, going back to the messages to unpack every prophetic word. Because if the mountain of the Lord's house will be established above all the mountains and all nations will flow to it, that was the prophetic word of a kingdom life embassy. I now must gain understanding. Lest Satan comes himself and steals it. Many of you should have been so far down the road already. But because of a lack of understanding, Satan himself came and stole that word. I'm going to pray for you today. We're going to pray that the spirit of understanding will rest so heavy upon you that you're going to walk with, or you're going to wake up knowing what to do. Daniel chapter 1, I think it's verse 10, or was it 15? What did I give you? Give, go 15, jump to 15. Glory be to Jesus. I never gave you the book of Daniel. At the end of the, of the 10 days, their features f- appeared better than fat and flesh than all the young men. You know about the fasting, but because Daniel feared God. Work with me, guys. Next verse. The Bible says that Daniel became 10 times smarter. The Bible says that Daniel, God gave him knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Anytime a man fears the Lord, wealth and riches will be in his house. When you raise your children with this and you begin to walk into this, the doors will open to you that no man can shut. But hear me today, child of God. This is the last day we hear of a Christian going through a door and then has to be put out by the door again. You're going to go through these doors and you're going to become what God has called you to be. And you're going to receive your inheritance. And you will not be rejected through those doors. But you're going to become what God has called you to be. I'm decreeing and declaring every day you're going to wake up with wisdom. You're going to ask God for wisdom and understanding. You're going to walk with the anointing and the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the season. You're not going to chase after fanciful things. You're not going to be deceived anymore. You're going to walk in the anointing, the grace and the favor. Please stand to your feet and begin to pray. I want you to pray for your neighbor right now, but pray like you really mean it that their destiny is at stake. I want you to pray for them and pray that God will download the wisdom that they need right now. Give my husband understanding. Pray for your husband. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your destiny. Pray. Pray for your children right now. Pray like your life depends upon it. Pray like you know you're never going to waste another year. You're not going to make another bad turn. You're not going to go another direction. Pray, pray, pray for your neighbor. Pray for the one behind you. you got to pray. you got to pray for them. Say, Lord, I pray, Father, for their understanding. Give me Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. I think it's verse 9. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. I'm telling you, you need to pray. I'm telling you, you need to pray. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Here's your prayer for your neighbor. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Begin to pray. Begin to pray for them right now. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you would fill them. Fill my neighbor right now. Fill my children. Fill them. Fill them with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I pray that the anointing will break this yoke. I thank you that you'll give them blueprints. Give them a blueprint for their lives. Give my children a blueprint. Give my husband a blueprint. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for my wife. I'm going to pray for my daughters. I'm going to pray for my sons. I'm going to pray. No one's going to be left behind. Let them put them on the search. Download the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, my God. I pray for spiritual understanding. I pray that the eyes of their understanding be flooded with light. Flooded now with light in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
Let the power of your kingdom come upon them. Come on, I need you to pray louder. I need you to pray here. Let there be a stirring right now. You need to work with me here today. You need to work with me today. Let's go. Let's pray. Let there be a blanket of prayer. Let it cover God's people. No one's going to walk in ignorance. No one's going to walk in deception. This is your season. You are coming through these doors. The hand of God is upon your life. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We remove that deception, that confusion. I lift it from your life in the name of Jesus. The spirit of witchcraft. I come against deception. I lift it from your life in the name of Jesus. You will walk into the house that has been promised for you. You will walk into the lands that has been promised for you. You are coming to what God has got for you. This is the year of His release. We take that word. Let that word manifest over your home and over your family. Everybody online, you need to pray like never before. You listen to this apostle. You don't have another year to waste. You cannot waste another year. This is your season. This is your time. The power of God comes upon you and touches your home. Let there be a breakthrough. Where are you, Solomon? It's time for you to sow like you've never sown before. It's time for you to give like you've never given before. It's not that you're not through the door. It's time to sow and call for understanding. It's time to pray for understanding. It's time to pray how to build these buildings. It's time to pray of how to build the next level. It's time to pray like never before. Let the strength of the God's kingdom come upon you. That there be anointing to break that yoke. Pray, pray, child of God. Pray, pray. I'm letting you know you cannot make a decision of what to study next year without the Holy Spirit's guidance. Every decision outside of the Holy Spirit is an inferior decision. You're going to have to break from that. I know they're saying it's November and December, December we're tired. The devil doesn't go on holiday and your spirit never sleeps. You might as well just pray and say, Lord, work a miracle in me. Let me understand what to do and which way to go. You don't have a problem. You lack wisdom. Wisdom. 